Hello, hello to all my beautiful kings and queens. This is your girl Desiree Monique with another episode with the Talk with Dead Show podcast. Yes, I'm always excited to record my episodes and I'm thankful for all my listeners and my audience that are tuning in every week or every time I put out a podcast and I appreciate everyone's support everyone's feedback, you know, the people that hit up my phone, shoot me a text, inbox me, um, it says my, you know, podcasts are inspiring, and they, you know, are really listening to what I have to say, so I appreciate all my listeners, my friends, my family, and, you know, new people that came up to me and said, hey, look, I listened to your podcast, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm grateful for each and every one of you guys. I love you all. And this episode is going to be dedicated to telling my experience as a single mother, okay? Telling my experience of being a single mother because unfortunately, it's so many women out here and men, men that are single fathers um, and women that are single mothers. And it is a hard task. <laughs> it is a definitely a challenging task with being a single mother or a single father, but it's also a true blessing. It's also a blessing to have your kids and someone that looks up to you and loves you for who you are. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to dedicate this podcast to telling my experience um, as being a single mother. Okay, so I hope you guys can relate to my story. I know everyone has their, you know, experience and stories about their, you know, them being a single parent. So, um, where shall I start? Hmm. Well, I guess I'll start from the beginning. <laughs> How I became a single mother, right? So, as a lot of people nowadays, they become single parents for two reasons, okay? The first reason is, you know, you're dealing with someone that you're not in a relationship with. Um, you know, friends with benefits kind of situation. Um, or, you know, some people, it's just a benefit situation, not even really knowing the person like that. <laughs> but, you know, having sex and producing a child. Um, yeah, so just a friends with benefits situation or you're in a relationship or even a marriage, or whatever the situation is, and you guys don't work out. And then that person ends up being a single parent. Or, you know, in a lot of situations, people do co-parent. They co-parent their child, even if they're not in a relationship. So, with me personally, my experience was the friends with benefits situation. Um, I believe that we were friends, you know, for the most part. Uh, we was cool. And then it turned into a, a sexual relationship. And that's how I ended up pregnant. <laughs> and um, I thought 
at first that he was going to try to be a part of my child's life. Um, but I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I thought he would come around and, you know, cause he already has three kids. Okay. He had, well, my child makes the fourth. Okay. So he had three kids with three different women and I was the fourth one. So he already had three kids. So, um, I don't think, well, it's not that I don't think he told me he wasn't ready for another child, but you know, this is my first child and I wanted to have my son. So, you know, after the conversations we had in my mind, I knew that I was going to be a single mother, right? So I wasn't, you know, I'm not going to force anyone to, you know, be a part of my child's life. I can't force them. They're going to want to have to do it. So um, unfortunately, he is still not a part of my son's life. My son is five years old. Um, but, you know, his parents are involved. And I guess some of his family, I don't know, I never met like his family. But I know like his parents are involved in, you know, his mother. So I do appreciate um, them for loving my child and being a part of his life. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that. They, My son has two sets of wonderful grandparents that I love and adore. So, yes, it's, it's very unfortunate that, you know, men and women choose not to be a part of their son's or daughter's life. Um, but with me and my situation, I knew that I was going to be a single mother. Um, but what I didn't know was, you know, let me take it back. <laughs> we, I remember we had a conversation, me and the father of my child. And I was telling him, like, look, we're about to have a child. We're about to have a baby. So I want us to be closer. I want us to connect on a higher level. I'm not even going to say in, like, a relationship, you know, level. But it has to be a higher level of understanding and, commun and communication if, you know, we're going to co-parent and have a child together. And he was just telling me it was going to be hard you know, a difficult situation um, with having a baby. And I was thinking like, okay, maybe it was going to be hard because he already has kids, three kids. But I didn't know that he was in a relationship, evidently. <laughs> but he was creeping around. And like I said, he had his own situation. So I didn't later find that out until... You know, I didn't find that out till later. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, you know, I was pregnant with my son. And the crazy thing was, because we met at my job, we met at work. And when I was pregnant, I would see him walking around my job. <laughs> and he would basically ignore me for the most part. He was trying to avoid me, walk around with a pregnant belly and all, like, 
because <laughs> it's like I can laugh about it now. <laughs> but of course, when it was going on, it was like, what this? I was all emotional and in my feelings a lot of the time. Um, well, not even a lot of the time. I had my moments. I definitely had my moments because it's, it's hard being pregnant and alone. You know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to, when you're pregnant, you're supposed to be enjoying the moments with your partner and going to doctor's appointments and, you know, just experiencing the baby, you know, growing in your stomach and just, you know, the moments together. You're supposed to be, you know, experiencing those enjoyable moments together. But I didn't have the father of my child around when I was pregnant. So, um, yeah, I would see him at work and I would see him before he saw me, right? So I would I would see him from a distance. And like when he finally noticed that, you know, I was down the way that I was coming, he would like double back and make a U turn and try to go the other way. Like he would disappear. Like I would look to my left and I turn back and he was gone. So <laughs> He was Houdini. He vanished. He said, poof. But um, he went, you know, once in the blue moon, below, how you doing or whatever. And he would check on me. But for the most part, I was in it alone. And um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a bad feeling to experience. But um, yeah. So I had my baby and, you know, he wasn't at the hospital. So, but I had my parents, I had my, you know, my family support, had their support. And um, I was grateful for that. So just with me being a single parent and in my mind beforehand, knowing that I was going to be one, it wasn't too hard to digest after my baby. I mean, I still felt some kind of way because, you know, I wanted the father to be in his life. But at the end of the day, I had to make shit shake. You know what I'm saying? I had to, you know, of course, as a newborn, you up all night, every day up, every hour and a half, two hours, wanting to eat, got to make them a bottle. Because I didn't breastfeed because my son... When my when I had my son, he stayed in the ICU for like four or five days, and that was enough. That was that was the worst feeling ever. Was to go home and not have my baby with me. Okay, I don't know how many of my listeners have experienced that, but my baby was in the ICU because of his sugar levels. I'm a diabetic. I'm a type one diabetic, and. I was um, high risk. So to make sure his blood sugar levels were, you know, leveled out, he had to be monitored in the ICU. So after I took him home, you know, because he wasn't, you know, of course I wasn't there to breastfeed him. So they put him on a formula or whatever. I came and visited him, you know, every day. But, you know, he got used to the nipple of a bottle. So I didn't breastfeed him. So had to wake up and breast, uh, excuse me, make bottles and be up with him and take 
cancel doctor's appointments and just be present in his life. I mean, like I said, being a single parent is hard because you're looking for help. You want to turn over in your bed and be like, look, uh, hubby, it's your turn to change that diaper, bruh. <laughs> it's your turn to, it's, your son didn't poop again. It's your time to change that diaper. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have that. So I was just doing everything on my own. I said, I had the support of my parents, my mother and my father. Um, and I appreciate that. But again, it's different from, you know, having the father of my child present. But um, yeah, I just had to keep it pushing. I just had to keep it moving. Um, raise my child, raise him, raise him, uh, excuse me, raise him up in a way that he's, you know, respectable and um, he's a lovable child. He's five. He's five now. And unfortunately, his father is still not in his life. Um, but his parents are. He has two sets of wonderful grandparents. Um, I haven't really met his side of the family, so I don't know, you know, how they really feel about my son, but I just know, you know, his parents, you know, care and love him. So I'm grateful for that. And, um, yeah, just the, the single parent is rewarding. And again, it's, it's challenging as well. Um, and I know I said this before, but my son is autistic. Okay. So it's different. It's different with an autistic child. And it's, um, if you don't know what autism is, it's a spectrum. It's, it's like, it's levels to it. So you can have, you know, high functioning autistic kids and, you know, you have, it's not low functioning, but it's called something else. I can't remember, but it's different levels to it. So my son really had issues talking and communicating and I didn't really find out he had autism until he was like two and a half, three, because I noticed he wasn't saying any words. He would just look at me. And, you know, when I had um, worries about it, people were telling me, oh, well, he'll grow into it. He's still young. He'll talk and blah, blah. I'm like, but he's like two and he's not saying anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I have a nephew. They're the same age. They're 18 days apart. So his birthday is April 10th and my son is April 28th. And, well, my son was supposed to be due on the 26th, but I was in labor for two days. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for two days, I was in labor. So, so I'm looking at him and my nephew, you know, I'm comparing it to really. And, you know, my nephew was saying all these words and doing all this stuff. And my son is just not doing anything. So that's, that's what concerned me. So I went through the proper steps. I took it to the doctor. They referred me to uh, these specialists or this therapist. And um, I just thought it was a speech delay. I just thought it was a speech delay. But um, they ran some more evaluations. And I brought up autism. And they said, what made you say he has autism? 
So I think I had spoke to a different doctor or therapist and they could, they said it could possibly be autism, but they never really diagnosed it. So once I brought it up to the other doctor, it was like, okay, well, let me do some tests for autism. And then they came to the conclusion. It was like, okay, he's autistic. So ever since then, it's like I have I had to change up my parenting skills because he his communication was delayed and his social and emotional skills was delayed as well. So he might not always understood what I was saying. And that was, that's what was frustrating, frustrating me because I thought he just wasn't listening. I just thought he like, he just didn't care. And, but he was really not comprehending or understanding what I was saying or what I was doing. So and here's a, there's no guidelines to, you know, raising a child. It's, it's whatever works best for your child. Okay. So I'm going to throw this tip out here right quick. You have to understand and communicate with your child. Okay. You have to find out what works for them and what's best for them. Okay. And people would tell me, oh, well, if he's not doing that, then just beat his ass. Like, no, I'm not going to beat my son's ass. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different. I can't, I can't do that. I sit there and I, and I explain to him and I teach him. That's another tip. Teach your kids the way that you want them to go. We as parents sometimes lack that responsibility of teaching our child what to do. You can't just tell them. For example, um, you tell your child, okay, brush your teeth every morning, but you don't brush your teeth every morning. They don't see you do it at all. So you're going to have to show them. You have to model it for them. So like, okay, yeah, you brush your teeth, up and down and to the side and brush your tongue and do all you have to show them what to do. Okay. So that's what I had to do with my son. I had to show how to keep, he's a repetitive person. He will watch the same movie over and over and over and over and over and over again. He will play back. Like if you like a specific part in the movie, he'll play that same part back, back, back. And he's, He's an actor. He likes acting out things as well. So, I mean, just a repetitive part. He has to see it. He has to learn it so he can get it. Okay. So, you know, sometimes, you know, my son, he understands now. He's a smart, he's a very, very smart boy. So I can tell now when he doesn't really know something or he just playing like he don't. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes sometimes kids play like they don't know what you're talking about, but they do. Okay, just because he has autism, I'm not giving him any slack. Well, I mean, just a little bit. But, you know, I'm not slacking on him like, oh, he can go tear up the house and be like, oh, well, yeah, he got autism. So, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not letting that slide. I'm not letting that slide because he knows. Don't, 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 don't be tearing up the house. He knows, you know, things that he's not supposed to be doing. So, yeah, that's my experience. You know, like, so you have to be there for your child. You have to learn your child, especially with him having lack of communication. 
that's the hardest part, having that lack of communication and still trying to know what his needs are, what he needs and what he wants. So you have to pay that extra attention. And that's what's teaching me how to be the best mom I can be because I have to focus on him. I have to know what he wants. I have to, you know, look at his facial expressions. I have to look at his body expression. I have to, you know, listen to him when he tries to speak and try to pick up on words that he's trying to say, you know? So it's, it's, it's been, you know, it's getting better, but in the beginning it was definitely a battle. It was definitely a battle to try to understand, but I love every part of it. I love his growth. I love um, his personality. He is so smart. And I'm glad I took the time out to actually learn him. I'm still learning, of course, but to learn him and appreciate him for who he is. Right? So that's just my experience of my child so far. Like, I'm loving it. Like I said, it has its ups and downs with, you know, the parenting. And again, I do have the support of my, you know, my parents and, you know, my family, some of my family anyway. Well, my immediate family, let's just say that. So, um, yeah. So, you know, if you want to share your experience with me, you can send me a voice message. You can uh, write me on Instagram. Um, it's the same name as my talk, uh, my podcast. It's hashtag the talk with W-I-T, Des, D-E-S, show. Or you can DM me on Facebook, um, Desiree, D-E-S-I-D-R-E. So it's like pronounced Desiree. Then it's Monique, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. So just send me a message, voice clip, whatever, just telling me your experience. And I will definitely add it in to my next podcast episode um, and just, you know, communicate like that and share your experience on my show. So, um, yeah, man, it's <sighs> being a single parent. I just want the best for my child. That's it. That's all. If the father doesn't want to be a part of his life or like I said, with the single fathers, if the mother don't want to be a part of their child's life, then you're just going to have to take that in, take it with a grain of salt and just provide your child with the best life possible. Okay. So, I mean, I was in a relationship for about three years. Um, and I appreciate that person for being a father figure to my child. You know what I'm saying? Even though our relationship didn't work out, I still appreciate and loved him for, you know, being part of my son's life. And my son absolutely adored him. Like at times he would push me out the way and go run to him, like play with him. So it's like, I, <laughs> I did have, you know, some kind of help for a period of time. Um, but at the end of the day, I had to make shit shake for my son, period. You know what I'm saying? Cause he had 
the ex had his own situation, you know, with his son and his baby mama. So it's like, I know at the end of the day, that's my son. So I have to do what I need to do for him. Right. Um, so yeah, that's just my experience as being a single mother. I say everyone's experience is different. Everyone has their own stories. Um, you know, a lot of people have a lot of drama when it comes to their baby mama, baby daddy. Um, I did have some drama in the beginning because of the <laughs> unknown on both parties, how I didn't know and how evidently his girlfriend didn't know. <laughs> but um, now it's, I don't have drama because he's not in his life. So how can I have drama, right? <laughs> So I'm just trying to live my life as peaceful as possible, as happy as possible. And um, just take every day, a day at a time. I'm working. I'm supporting myself, my child. I'm trying to set us up for a better future. I'm working on getting into a house. I'm working on my credit, which is going great so far. So I'm I'm just trying to live my best life. I'm trying to live my best life. <laughs> so um, I'm trying to think of anything else I want to add. Um, and tips, a few tips. I think I said a couple before I mixed it in with my story. But, you know, listen to your kids. Be there for your kids and make sure your kids are are emotionally and mentally stable okay I think I said this in my previous podcast or in a video that I made before but make sure they are stable mentally and well mentally physically uh spiritually emotionally like all that because you have to look at the environment you have your kids in okay if they're lashing out and starting trouble, you have to look at who's around them, you know, what they're looking at, what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to pay attention to your kids because with some people, they know the moves and actions and the change of patterns with their spouse or their boyfriend or girlfriend, but don't know what's going on with their child. You get what I'm saying? You just say, oh, they good, or they just acting out. They'll grow out of it. Like, you don't take the time out to really look and, and understand what's going on with them, but you know everything about your boyfriend. Oh, well, he didn't say good morning today, so that means he... But you don't take that same time and energy to try to figure out what's wrong with your kids. <laughs> and unfortunately I see a lot of that I see a lot of that okay so wrapped up in a relationship you forget about the needs of your kids okay I'm just leaving that that um, yeah just you know make sure you're you know you're providing for them you're listening to them you're caring for them um, you're looking out for their for their best needs um, I said no one is perfect because your, your child's going to love you regardless. 
they're resilient. Okay. You can beat them from age two to five. They still will come back and love you. I mean, they might, you know, show some more aggression and feeling when they get older. You know what I'm saying? But they gonna, they gonna love you. So don't take advantage of that love. Don't take advantage of the love your kids give you. Please don't. <laughs> it's a blessing to have them. They didn't ask to be here. You feel me? So do what's right for your kids. Do what's right for your kids. So I am going to wrap this episode up. And I appreciate everyone tuning in to this new episode, talking about my experience with being a single mother. Um, again, next week, I will come up with a new episode. So I look forward to everyone tuning into that episode. And again, reach out to me, send me a voice message, Instagram, Facebook. I am here. I am lit. And I am on iHeartRadio. I can't remember if I said it in the beginning of this episode. But yes, guys, I'm going to say it again if I did not say it at the beginning of the episode. I am available on iHeartRadio now. Yes, so I'm excited about that. And I'm excited because I feel like I can expand my audience so more people can hear my podcast. So again, I'm on iHeartRadio. Just go on the podcast. They have a section. You can look up different podcasts, type my show in. Um, I'm also available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and some more that I can't remember. But you get the drift. All right, kings and queens, I see you all on the next episode. I love you all. Peace.